Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast, part of the cultural influencers from Christian International and Chantel Cooley Ministries. Here we discuss and share leadership lessons, stories, and experiences to help you move forward in life. Welcome to Leadership Wisdom Podcast. We're so excited to be with you today, and boy, has this been a great time to spend time with God, getting into podcasts and reading and, you know, just filling up. And during these, this app, this pandemic, um, I think that it's just a time to get filled up. So we've got a great guest that's going to fill you up today. Uh, Bishop Bill Hammond, welcome. Hey, good to be with you today. It's been exciting to get out of the house and get up here to the office and get to see your lovely face and talk together here and and be able to share with our people out there and be a blessing. Yes, yeah, so what do you have for us today? Well, I was praying last time between 11 and 12, and uh, the Lord started talking to me about what we should share today. And I want to start off by the first session here, talk about know your calling for your life, because it's so important whether you know whether you're called to be a business person or a preacher. Uh, I wanted to give an example uh, of, uh, of one of my board of governors named Sandy Coken. He, uh, he came to one of our conferences about, oh, 25 years ago. Uh, might have been 30 almost. And um, he's a Jewish man, and his parents were uh, business people, and he figured he'd inherit the business. But then he got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he started having prayer meetings and camp and Bible studies at a place, and it grew and grew, and he had several hundred. So several preachers said, well, you need to start a church. You're called to be a pastor. But he didn't feel comfortable with that. So, but he carried it on, but he didn't, didn't feel like carrying that on to becoming a minister. But finally, he ended up coming to our conference. I prophesied to him, and God told him I, I had never seen him before or heard him before. Prophesied to him, and the Lord says, You're called to be a businessman. You will minister in the church. You have one hand in the church, one hand in the business world. But your calling is not the pulpit, your calling is the business world. But you will speak in the pulpit at time, but you'll be in the business world and you'll be a blessing to God's people, uh, both in the business and in the church. And so it set him free because he, he didn't know, am I a preacher or am I a business person? And when it set him free, that he was a business person, but he would do spiritual ministry at times. It set him free and he's going on to build his business and he's built a multi-million dollar business now on the um, uh, personality profiles. He developed a DISC program that takes the four temperaments or uh, characteristics of uh, four different types of people. He put it in the DISC program. He called the one the D, D personality, the I personality, the S, and the C. And then he's worked and he has ministered to um, great big companies, 3M, uh, even the government, he, and, and, and teaching people using this program how to figure out who to hire for what position. And you determine their personality profile. Or, you know, in other words, if you get an influencer, a, a high eye person that loves to talk and be out and be with people, you don't put them in a dark room in a computer and they sit there all day computing. You got to put them with people. And if, and if you want somebody to be a salesman, don't get an S person that's very secluded and don't like to talk, don't like to fellowship. And you know, in other words, you match your people with the type of job it is. And so he's taught that now it's built into big, big, big company. And um, uh, you know, he, he he said I had to, I didn't know for sure, and I'm confused. And, you know, and there's a lot of good Christians in business get the feeling, well, I, 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 
I, you know, I want to do more for God. I want to be for God. They think they got to go preach. That's the reason I wrote the book on the Day of the Saints. Day of the Saints shows that you don't have to be a pulpit to fulfill your call. And um, every every Christian minister, uh, you know, called to be a preacher, you prepare for it, you go for it and do that. But if you don't know what you're called to be, but you want to be everything God wants you to be, you just have to do what you can while you can do it. So so he's the, he just started working in the business, and now he's growing and multiplying in it. Now, what I, what I wanted people to know is that once you know your calling, and you know God's called you to be something, uh, an administrator, a businessman, doctor, lawyer, a teacher, whatever it is, if you're assured that is your place, that's a, that's a gifting God's given you, that's a grace God's given you, ability, and then, then you can have more confidence that when you pray that God's with you and God will help you. But if you're, if you're not for sure you're in the right place, doing the right thing, and you're not called to this, you're going, to, you're going to wonder, well, maybe, maybe. And he was always thinking, well, maybe I should go preach. Maybe because people would tell him, well, you're a preacher because he can preach good. But he wasn't a preacher. He's a high, high personality. He loves to talk. He's Jewish and, and knows how to work and make, make a dollar. But he has, he has gone on tremendously. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there, Christian business people, that really don't realize who they are what they are. And... Um, because most good Christian business people want to really be used of God. You know, even when I was, I had to go, I had to work in the business world for two or three years after my wife got real sick and we couldn't travel in ministry. And uh, I started the full gospel businessman chapter in Yakima, Washington, the first one they had. And I worked with the business, full gospel businessman quite a bit. And most of those brethren really are hungry uh, of God and they want to give testimony they want to praise the Lord. They want to minister. But they got to realize your main ministry is anointing. Now, when I was raised up in Pentecost, if you weren't a preacher, you weren't anything. You know what I mean? You couldn't. But it took me a while to realize that God does call people to be a dentist or a doctor or a lawyer or a businessman or a corporate dealer. To be, and everybody's not called to uh, have a great big corporation, but everybody's called to do something. And then in, you need to know that God will work with a business person just as well as he will with the preacher. And, you know, I was in England a few years ago, and but he was a well-known preacher. And uh, he said, you know, you're in this book, and you said there's ministers in the marketplace. You can't call business people in the marketplace ministers because in a lesson, our title is being a minister. So I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do we as preachers have a privilege over the business people, over those that's not pulpit ministry? Do we have... We do, do we have access to God's blessings and ministry and favor more than the person that's not in the pulpit? He said, well, I don't know. I think so. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Uh, should, the, should the preacher in the pulpit be born again? Oh, yeah. Can the businessman be born again? Yes. I said, can, should the preacher be filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah. I said, can the businessman be filled with the Holy Spirit? He said, well, yes. I said, should the should the preacher be baptized in water? Yeah. Can the businessman be baptized in water? Yeah. Should the preacher have a Bible and read it? I said, yeah. Well, how about the business person? Can they have a Bible? Can they read it and understand it? Or do they have to have the preacher interpret it for them? No, no, they'll read it, and the Holy Spirit can help them understand it with the preacher's help, of course. I said, uh, should the preacher move in the supernatural? Yeah. I said, can the Christian business person move in the supernatural? Well, of course. I said, within... Well, what is available to you and I in the pulpit that's not available to every Christian out there in the, in the world? 
out, out outside the pulpit. And they said, well, I never thought of it that way, but it's true. So it, it did bother them. So I finally, when I started talking about the Third Reformation and the kingdom of God more, I changed it from ministers to marketplace to kingdom demonstrators and kingdom uh, uh, influencers. So, but it's the same thing. And so I, I like for a Christian, I like for every Christian person out there that's not a pulpit person to know that everything that's available to a pulpit minister is available to you there right on your job, right where you're at. And I know, Chantel, you had to pull up on that and come to that when you started the business. Did you want to kind of be more of a preacher or did you want to just go business or were you confused when you started or did you feel from the start that you're called to this? Well, that's that's a great question. There's two things I want to touch on that. My, mom and dad, they came to a conference and there were a lot of missionary tables set up in this conference. And dad had contemplated he wanted to go into the ministry. And so they they went to this conference and they they dad looked around and he saw all these missionaries and he said, my God, baby, we got to we got to make some money. They need money. We can't go into the mission. We're just going to send them. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'll never forget. And I probably don't get the story right. Mom told me that. But that's when dad said, "Okay." Well, we're going to we're going to start um, our own company and environmental and we're going to do what God's called us to do. And so it eventually uh, morphed into a Columbia Southern University. And we we felt that that's our true calling. And we have helped build churches and we're just as part of the ministry as anyone else. We just have a different mantle and we carry a different anointing and we know how to fit ourselves in with the church. And the other part that I thought was really interesting that you said is one day um, I was walking down the hall. We have about 550 employees. And I said, God, I just want to do something more. And, you know, I always wanted to be in the ministry full time, but my family needed me to work. And so that was my true call. And that's who I am. That's my DNA, a marketplace businesswoman. And so about three, four years ago, I decided I wanted to do more. And, you know, I'm vice president of Columbia Southern. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. I'm as involved as as I can be, co-founder and everything. And so I was looking at these people walking down the hall, and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to mentor him. And it was one person. And I'm like, really? Just one person? That's what I'm going to do? Just one person? He said, yes, I want you to take your leaders and start mentoring them undercover. Be an undercover agent for God. These are the people that are running your company, and you're going to need to work with them. And, you know, I think I had to get self out of there like... Why do you even want to be ministering? Why do you want to get up on a stage? Why don't you just do one-on-one? It's powerful. It's effective. And so I began to do one-on-ones in my office during the day, which was amazing that I could do that. And one by one, I began to challenge them and talk to them about their 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 job and their insecurities and their confidence level and their identity. And I use leaders in the Bible and talk to them about David and Joshua. And before long, they begin to get saved and set free right there in my office. And that's when I truly realized, wait a minute, you know, this is just as powerful me doing this than being in ministry preaching or whatever. I can do it right in the business world. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that we're trying to get people to realize, because we are in a day of the saints movement. 
and it's we've had the fivefold ministry restored in the 50s, 60s, 50s with the evangelists, the 60s the pastor, we emphasized, we clarified. Then in the 70s, we had the teacher uh, clarified and magnified in the faith movement and the charismatic. And then in the 80s, we had the prophet restored. And then in the 90s, the apostle. Well, I knew that when all five were restored, that we could get about our business of what the Jesus said. When he said he gave apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers, he said, for the equipping of the saints, not just to preach great messages, build great cathedrals, do great things. You know, I've written 14 books, traveled over 3 million miles with Delta, probably 5 million miles with over our, our line, preached for 67 years. We have 5,000 people that's under our ministry around the world. But that is not just the highest calling, and that is not any proof. That is fact that you're following God and what God wants you to do. And the thing that is, is learning to really hear the voice of God and know that God is with you. And I try to get business people, you got to think, hey, I'm not a second-class citizen. You know, for years, like in the Episcopal Church, they had a railing but around the front of the altar, and only the priest could come down there. And we've always, their church has always segregated the spiritual from the secular. And so subconsciously, the world got the attitude, Christians out that weren't pulpit people, got the feeling that they were second-class citizens. And they had to go through the preacher. Well, in the Catholic Church, you had to go through the fathers. And you had to go through the priests to get your blessings and forgiveness, etc. But now, we're trying to say everyone. So we try to teach everyone that you can be a voice for God. You can be a witness. You can be a ministry. You can be a, a, you can be a, a kingdom evangelist or a kingdom influencer or a kingdom demonstrator. And you don't have to be a, a pulpit to fulfill your destiny. Because so many fired up Christians feel like I've got to get in the ministry to fulfill my burning desire to be a blessing for God and bless others. But all you need to do is be a witness, be a voice. Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to send you back the Holy Ghost. When I said that you're going to be a witness. Notice it said not do witnessing. You would be a witness. And we're the light and salt of the earth. We can be a witness. So that's what we want to emphasize to the people. And I'd like, before we close this session, I'd like for every business person out there to make up your mind. I am where God wants me to be. Now, next time we get together, I want to talk about God's process. Now, God's process for bringing us to our ultimate calling. Because everybody's called to do a major objective. One major thing you're to do. Like, you know, Moses was to build the ark. And, and I mean, um, uh, Noah, not Moses, Noah. And Noah was to build the ark. And Moses was to lead God's people out. Abraham was called people. David was to rule and make Israel a righteous nation. And everybody's got something to fulfill. But the process to get there is quite different. So next time we want to talk about the process. But I'd like for everybody listening right now, if you're not a pulpit person, you're not a second-class citizen. And you, have, you, don't, you're, you don't have less uh, access to the throne of God, to the blessing of God, than a minister does. So if you realize everything that's available to the minister is available to you. Now, that doesn't mean you can become a pastor because you know this. And you still respect the fivefold ministry, and we need one another. But you need to know that all of heaven's goodies, all of heaven's blessings, all of heaven's stuff is available to you as a business person. All you got to know is how to access it. And that's some, some of these sessions we're going to talk about. How do you access that blessing? How do you access the mind of the Lord? How do you get to hear from God? How do you know that you're moving in God's time and in purpose and et cetera? 
but I'd like for everyone right now, and I just want to pray and speak to hearts. I feel like there's some out there right now that you've been disturbed. You, you want to do more for God. You want to be more for God, and you're stuck on that job. <laughs> but that job is your position, your ministry right now. And if you'll be, the Bible says, if you're faithful and little, He'll make you ruler over much. So if you're to settle in and do like God spoke to Chantel, witness to one, minister to one. So do what your hands find to do, do all you can do, and God will make a way for you. You do not need a pulpit to fulfill your destiny and fulfill your calling. If God's called you to the business world, Feel as privileged as a person is called to the pulpit because you're still a child of God. You're still an ambassador for Christ. You're still a representative of heaven. You still have all the privileges and, and, and their joint heirship with Jesus Christ as a preacher in a pulpit. So right now, in the name of Jesus, settle it. Lord, I'm going to quit fussing about this. I'm going to quit trying to press myself into being more and doing more than what I'm doing. But I just want to do my best where I'm at. I want you to disturb my gifts and my anointings. Help me to minister to your people. And Lord, help me to be. And I'm, I believe God, and I'm going to settle on it. I'm called to be a business person. Unless you speak otherwise, I'm just going to be a Christian. I'm going to be a a kingdom witness, a kingdom influencer, and I'm going to be watching to me. Lord, I speak that into their spirit right now. Peace. I want you to settle it. Once you settle it and you know your calling and you settle on your calling, success is right at your fingertips, and God's going to bless you and prosper you. God bless you and receive it now and walk in it. Amen, Chantel. Amen. So powerful. <clears throat> we've got to know who we are, and we've got to be settled in our calling and uh I think you have stirred the people up today. Good. Well, I want to encourage them that they can be all God wants them to be. And I, you know, I I understand that when I first started preaching at the age of 19, and I was watching Oral Roberts on television and Billy Graham, I wanted to be Billy Graham, Oral Roberts, and T.L. Osborne all rolled up in one, (laughs) you know. And I was, I felt like a nobody going nowhere because I was just pastoring a church of people, about 40 people, and. um, but God says, you be who you are, where you are, and you be faithful to that, you will eventually be who I called you to be and do totally. So I, God finally told me, he said, Bill Hammond, find out who you are, what you're called to be and do, and you'll be so busy, you won't be comparing yourself to other ministers. So I had to come to the place that I had to quit comparing myself to others. I wasn't called to be Billy Graham, wasn't called to be Oral Roberts, I wasn't called to be some other great worldwide known minister. I was called to be Bill Hammond. And when Bill Hammond found out what God called Bill Hammond to do, then Bill Hammond could be satisfied and fulfilled doing what God had called. Now I realize after all 60 years, the 67 years of ministry, that all God's process, we'll talk about that more in another program, but all God's process will bring me to the place to be the father of the prophetic movement, to get the revelation of the company of prophets that God wants to raise up like I did in the 70s and 80s. And then in 88, the prophetic movement was birthed, and God gave me a vision, handed me a baby, and said, will you raise this, help me raise this baby to maturity? And so for the last 40 years, I've been working on raising this prophetic movement to full maturity and to be the couple ministered and now it's around the world and going on and I know I was born for that whole purpose all my years of six years of pastoring and five years of ministry, uh, teaching at Bible college and building Christian National undergraduate graduate school all that was preparatory for being a papa prophet to raise up the company of prophets and prepare the way to make radio people for the coming of the Lord. And we're still doing it. Hallelujah. Yeah. What's so powerful about that is you figured out who you were and who God wanted you to be and look at you now. You're um, just going as strong and walking totally in your calling. And I've been in your ministry for quite some time. 
probably 30 years. And one of the things I wanted to end with is to encourage those. I'm a businesswoman uh, over 30 years now, and um, I struggled with wishing I could do this and that. And I volunteered in the church and all, and it was all great. But I always part of me wanted to be full time. But I had to get myself like, wait a minute, your calling is in the marketplace, in the business world, to change lives, to now be an example of what it looks like for business people to give. And why do you give? Given it shall be given, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Um, you know, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And let's pull that down and use it for the kingdom of God to help ministries, help build churches. And once I figured out that that's my anointing, that's what I carry, I begin to walk in it in full authority. And I don't compare myself to others uh, in the ministry. I, I admire them and gain from them. But I also carry uh, my own anointing. So I want to tell all those business people out there, you've got you carry your own anointing. If you put your hands in front of you, and you make a bowl, and you put your lock your hands together and inside that circle, that's the anointing you carry. It's so powerful. And you can change so many lives. You can open uh, doors in the business world that even pastors can't get in and then you can push them to the church so they can be ministered to so it's it's a beautiful thing how the marketplace is rising up and taking their place and uh, I just want to encourage you today it is the most fulfilling thing I've ever been a part of is knowing who I am in Christ and knowing my position in the business world and accessing it pulling heaven down and being used by God in that um and, and, and what I stand in. So, uh, Bishop, it's been a great time with you today. Yeah. And along with that, you've had opportunity to speak in big conferences, churches, but that's not your full-time calling yet. It's still being that businesswoman with that voice to the nations and to the businesses. And you're, you're, you're a pioneer of the saints movement like I was a pioneer of the prophetic movement, business people being the ministers in the marketplace. Wow, that's powerful. You're right. And when I retired uh, two years ago, I didn't know I was going to be retired. I um, I got, of course, uh, ordained and under your ministry, and all of a sudden doors begin to open. And now I know what retiring means. It means to do what you're most passionate about. So I'm just as busy yeah. as I was, but I'm still caring. It's like I didn't, like I even had a time, Bishop, where I wanted to just like, okay, give away what I'd already had carried, 30 years of business. And when I get into the got into the ministry world, I had nothing, you know, I had no one know, knew me. I had nothing and I almost like the devil wanted me to just throw that 30 years away that it wasn't good enough oh yeah he would try to trick you into taking away the foundation you had laid mm -hmm. for your ministry and this is the foundation for you to launch move and go where you don't have to be dependent upon just free will offerings all the time you can go sometime when you can afford to pay your own way whereas preachers mostly can't do that but you you can and and you can now you're to the place you're willing to, okay, God, whether I go this way, 90% and 10% this way, or 50-50, whatever, as long as I'm flowing in your timing, your purpose, and fulfilling your work that you want me to do now on planet Earth, that's all it counts. That's powerful. Well, we, we hope we've encouraged you today. I've got to give you two aspects of what we're talking about. I'm in the business world and in Bishop's full-time ministry and how we can come together. I think we make a pretty good podcast, too, don't you? <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, we love you and we love all of our listeners. 
Yeah, contact us. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah, tell us uh, if you have any questions, and you have we can address those too. Write us and let us know. You can find us on social media and just reference a podcast, a question. We'll answer it on the podcast. Well, we love you, and we will see you next time. God bless. For more information on Christian International, visit ChristianInternational.com. And for more information on Chantel Cooley Ministries, visit ChantelCooley.com.